at least for me in my head, it's like, can I be intentional with the time I have and not waste it? Put down the distractions of everything else. Just trying to be awake. And even if it's just in my head or just between me and God, like in the quiet of my mind, just say, God, thank you for this. Like, let me, let me just sit here. If God has called you to be a parent, then he has called you to something amazing and terrifying and messy and stressful and isolating. But I am here to tell you that you are not alone. I'm Summer Shepherd, and this is No Seriously, How Do I Do This? Welcome back. Hey, I'm going to be honest. I'm a little stressed today. Okay. I'm pretty stressed every day. We're just at a stage in our parenting journey where these ages are hard. We have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and then some two-year-old twins that are in the thick of the toddler stage. And we want to enjoy these times, and we really do. They're, they're sweet times, but they're also incredibly difficult. Even the most simple thing, like getting the kids a snack and then putting them down for nap time. I mean, it's hard. Oh, come on, guys. Please stop throwing your water cups on the floor. This exact scene replays at least a dozen times every single meal. Yeah, I need you to drink it. It was hot outside, Soren. Drink it? Because reasoning with a two-year-old always works. Soren! I mean, I'm really surprised it didn't work. I said to stop throwing it on the floor. Why is your cheese on the floor? (laughs) I think you get how this goes. You need to go down for your nap. You need to eat your snack. It's right here. And now he wants it. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I got to tell you, one of the best things about the early toddler stage is the boy could be talking back to me. I just can't tell. It's almost nap time. You ready? You getting tired? No. No? I also love that they are still in cribs at this age, and so it's up to mommy when nap time is. But of course, as I take him out of the chair, I notice that he is still covered in sand from the park, and it is getting all over my house. You know, sand boxes are nature's litter box. Oh, you don't want to know? Why? Yeah, in addition to the twins, I have two kids who are currently in the why stage for every single thing I say. Everything. But back to Soren. You might want to swallow all that cheese. Ready for nine-nine? Honey, you're going to choke if you don't swallow that first. Nine-nine? You too? Two. Two is right. For every single thing I have to do at this stage, I have to do it twice. <laughs> But we're getting closer to bedtime, closer to a break. Okay, mister. You still haven't swallowed that cheese. (sighs) False alarm. You gotta swallow it before I put you to bed. That's right, kid. Fall in line. Swallow. Swallow it. Swallow it. Swallow it. Swallow it. Swallow it. Think you ever swallowed it? (laughs) No. No, he did not. He spit it on the floor. But at least now he was ready to go to bed. I love you. Night-night, Sweet dreams. And man, he looks so cute when he's sleeping. Well, and then it's sister's turn. I love you, Sky Sky. I love you, Sky Sky. <laughs> I love you, Sky. Can you say, I love you, Mommy? Close enough. There is so much, so much about the stage that we're in right now that is frustrating. And there's so much that is sweet. And that's the same with every stage our kids can be in, right? From newborn 
to grown adults. There's so much to experience and so much we risk missing if we are not present. And that is a huge challenge for me. I'm going to be honest. There are so many things distracting us day in, day out. Is that true for you? Man, I feel like that is a universal right now. And so I recently had a chance to sit down with Chris Cleveland from Stars Go Dim. And we talked about that. We talked about savoring the moment with our kids and learning how to put away distractions for the better. So Chris, how many, how many kids do you have? What are their ages? I have three kids, um, Kingston, Parker, Joe, and Chase. And we are uh, eight, seven, and five right now. Eight, seven, and five. Yeah. So we just got out of like, we don't have any babies anymore. So we are like full-grown children right now. Everybody's like human. We have humans. They're in school. My baby started kindergarten. Um, and so we are like full steam ahead in ever like all these kids stuff. It's crazy. interesting. Okay. So I'm going to ask a question you're never supposed to ask. Okay. Cause great. it's super insensitive and you're not supposed to. I doubt it. Okay, cool. Are you done? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you're done. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't want any more children. Okay. I thought I wanted even numbers like mm-hmm. two or four mm-hmm. and we had to, um, boy, girl, and then like the surprise three and just like we were, my wife has twin brothers. She's like, God, don't let us have twins, please. <laughs> like every time we have one, so we, we found out we were pregnant the day we bought like our second house. And we're like, if we have twins now, this house is not big enough already. And so, um, so luckily we just had our daughter then. And then couple of years later, we had Chase, uh, who was our little surprise baby. But yeah, I think, I think we're done. We've already made like all the upgrades. Like we have the, we have to have a Yukon to get everybody everywhere. Yeah. Like we can't sit in a regular booth. We've got to add the, like the chair. So we're already in like that next bracket of like humans. If you're a family of four, it's just a little bit simpler. Maybe if I get real rich, then we'll adopt some kids at some point, mm. but I don't know. We're at that stage where now, as they're growing out of clothes, we're done with those clothes. Yeah. As this bouncer isn't applicable anymore, that bouncer goes away. Are you getting rid of them or are you stashing them? I'm not stashing them for myself. Like that, this is the okay. first time that we're like, we don't need these. Now I'm able to kind of, it's helping me. I'm hanging on to them for my sister okay. or my husband's siblings. Uh-huh. So there's, I, I think they can stay in the family. But there's still that emotional piece when you look at this adorable onesie that has made it through three of your kids and you're like, this is the last time anyone that I have born will wear this. And as you pack it up, I'm finding every box I pack up is a little emotional Uh because this is the last time. (laughs) There's always like, well, maybe I'll bring this out again. And I'm curious now, maybe it's different. For a man, how has it been saying goodbye to those It stages? has definitely been harder on my wife. Sure. Yeah. But I remember vividly, and I can't remember between which kid. We kind of thought we were done, I think, after two. But it was kind of like a half in, half out thing. So I walk into my house one day. And my wife's in our bedroom. And I'm not kidding. The whole floor, probably three feet high, is covered in kids' clothes and boxes and bags full of clothes. And I was like, oh, 
this is where all my money is. Like <laughs> I just had this realization of like, oh my gosh. And she's bagging it up and she's giving stuff away. So we've gone through like many rounds of putting clothes away and, and or giving them to friends and family and all that kind of stuff. We did that with the girl stuff and the boy stuff's a little different. So ours, since our oldest boy's now eight and our youngest is five, like he still kind of catches up. I don't think we've ever bought Chase anything mm-hmm. of his mm-hmm. own. I'm excited to move on to the next phase of life, um, which I think we're in now, which is like big kids, mm-hmm. just craziness. Yeah. I mean, there's part of me that's like, I can't wait to have space and to have my life back a little bit. Like, but then every season that we pass through, there's that part of me that I'm like, I'm never going to have an infant of my own again. Yeah. Are there any stages that you've passed through that you're like, I'm really going to miss that? I've talked to my wife about this a few times. Like she said something the other day. She's like, I'll never have another baby like a little mm-hmm. baby, you know, and, I, and for me, I'm like, thank God, you know, <laughs> uh, I think what I try to do is think about like, I don't want to lose what I've got from what I've had. Mm-hmm. Felt like when my kids were really young, I was still trying to figure this out and I still am, but like really, really in this process of figuring it all out, not knowing what I was doing, like failing in a lot of ways, trying to, I was on the road a whole bunch, working a whole bunch, not like soaking in all of it. Um, and so, especially after a year of pandemic being together, like just my story of moving to Nashville to be with my family more and work less, figure out how to be a dad. Like now I'm, I just try to soak these moments in and it's like these reminders from God each day of like, Hey, here's a little bit of heaven for you Mm. in those moments when I am sober enough to see it beyond like all the craziness and like absurdity of having children. Like, oh gosh, this is like the best. Is it heaven on life? Earth? It's, it, yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. And uh, I mean, I just don't know anything better. There's not an experience. There's nothing that I could earn or do or be that's any better than like my five-year-old just hugging me and kissing me or telling me about his day or like just being like joyful about something or my eight-year-old like having a real conversation with me about something. It's like, man, this is as good as it gets. So you were talking about the pandemic and being home with your family. What was that like for you and yours? We kind of like had our own version of 2020 and 2017. So uh, we are from Oklahoma. I was a worship pastor at a really big church and touring full time. And long story short, we it just wasn't working. Wasn't a very good husband, very good dad, any of it. So we moved to Tennessee and I quit working for the church and took six months off. First time in my life I hadn't done anything. And I'm an achiever. Like I find all my value in that. So there was these few things happening one, I was like trying to learn how to be a dad, like take my kids to soccer practice for the first time when they're five and six years old or something, uh, which seems crazy and silly, but it's like, that was a huge deal for me. Mm-hmm. But then I, there was this other piece of me that was like, okay, if I'm not out there doing that, if I'm not like providing for my family, uh, I'm just sitting here at home with the kids, like what? I just felt worthless. And so I had to learn one, where my identity really comes from Two, like, what's the point of all this? Like, why am I even out here striving? Like, isn't it so I can enjoy this, mm-hmm. this time with my family and, and be present with my kids and like aware and awake enough to like live. And so we kind of walked through that in that process 
a couple of years before 2020 hit. So when it hit like it did and the initial shock of, oh, I'm unemployed, (laughs) essentially, we can't go out and play shows and we can't do these things. I'm not going to make any money for a year and a half or whatever. Um, Once that the shock of that kind of wore off, I was able to be sober and awake enough, I think, to say, okay, wow, I've been given an opportunity. You know, the first month, it's like we're family walks and we're doing all this stuff together. And both older kids learn how to ride their bikes and learn how to skateboard. And I teach them how to water ski and like all this stuff. We were just given time we never would have taken. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a, a lot of loss and there was a lot of change and, and there were a lot of those hard things, I think, that were happening at the same time. But I think like anything in life, it's like, can I adjust my perspective to find the good and to find the opportunity? that wouldn't have been there otherwise. And so that's what I really tried to do in that time. And it made it sweet. Like it wasn't all great. It was crazy and it was hectic. And we failed miserably at like homeschooling our kids and virtual. Like, (laughs) I mean, we just gave up pretty (laughs) fast and our respect for their teachers like went way, way up. And we just, we did our best and uh, we tried to make the most of it. But it was, it was just a sweet time for us. By the grace of God, he blessed us in in really great ways. Like he just, I felt like made us really whole, you know, and provided for us in other ways. But a lot of that was like, can I find the good? Can I shift my perspective to see to see something different than what the surface has shown me? Yeah. And now you get to celebrate all of those milestones and those stages with your kids. That's been something I think that's really rocked me is as I'm packing up those boxes is to realize how quickly it all goes. At least for me in my head, it's like, can I be intentional with the time I have Mm -hmm. and not waste it? Put down the distractions of everything else because our, our world ebbs and flows anyways as musicians. So I'm either home or I'm gone. Like, you know, I used to think my dad worked a lot He'd be gone before I woke up and he'd come home, you know, late at night as I was going to bed. And, and in my mind, I was like, oh, gosh, I don't, I know, I don't want to be that dad, you know. But then it's like, well, I, when I leave, I'm gone for two weeks. I think for me, it's like trying to just be present. And this is a personal thing. I'm really bad at that. So I, I just practice. I try to practice presence. So getting off of these stupid phones and not parenting behind a screen, uh, which you know, sometimes we have to just trying to be awake because my oldest is already eight. Like he's half grown. I just try to find those moments. And even if it's just in my head or just between me and God, like in the quiet of my mind, just say, God, thank you for this. Like, let me, let me just sit here. And I, I have this thought and I don't know if anybody else ever does this, but I just think like, if I'm on my deathbed and the thoughts that are going through my mind, I feel like laying on the couch with all of my kids on top of me is going to be the thought that I think of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just try to soak those moments in more and more. Not saying that, like, life's not going to be crazy and things mm-hmm. aren't going to change. And, you know, we just came into this new stage of having bigger kids. And then they're going to be, actually like, bigger kids. And then they're going to be in high school. And everything changes and everything comes with their own pros and cons. But hopefully I can be awake enough for it that I enjoy it, where like our kids feel safe with us, that they can come to us with whatever. 
Um, and I already see that like in my eight-year-old. The other day he comes to me and he says, Dad, have you ever drank drugs? And I was like, buddy, I don't think that's how it works, you know. <laughs> but I was like, man, how cool is it that he's like going to come and talk to me about something that he doesn't understand at school? Or even if it's like, you know, some kids are saying some bad words. And, and so we can talk about like, what is it? And then we say, well, we always use our words to, to build people up. You know, and we can use words that some people say are fine words to to tear people down, and yeah. that's not okay. Hopefully, when, when they're sixteen, he still comes to me and does this. You know, so who knows? We're flying by the seat of our pants, but um, <laughs> like I guess everybody else is. Yes, I love what you said about the lion on the couch and imagining like this. This is that moment that I would picture on my deathbed because I yeah. do have those thoughts. I sometimes find myself just looking at my husband or looking at our kids or just. We have a lot of dance parties in the kitchen. Yeah. Are you guys Bluey fans? Oh, the show Bluey? You know what? Someone told me oh, about you get on it. Bluey this week. You've got it. They've got this thing called dance mode and the kids just like call it dance mode and everybody has to dance. It's pretty great. You have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my kids have such an education. They grew up with their grandpa and it was all like, you know, ACDC and, right. and stuff like that. So like they, they are just... They are so eclectic in their music taste, but a song comes on that's got any sort of a beat. Right. And my kids, my twins, they're rocking out. Uh-huh. But I sometimes find myself in those moments and I'm like, I will one day look back on this moment as the best time of my life. Yeah. And it's so surreal to be living in that season because we spend so many times looking back. Oh, if only I knew how good I had it. Yeah. If only I knew that wasn't gonna last. And so for me, I I try to be present, like you said, and be like, I'm always going to look back at this stage as the best time of my life yeah. and, and being awake. And I've got to tell you, it's hard. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. I struggle with addiction to my yeah. phone. My husband does, you know, and so putting that down, would you, do you have any practical tips? You were talking about the phone thing that you employ or that you and your wife employ to be present in those moments. I try to like, like replace my phone with like a book. Hmm. Or or like different things. And this is like aside from children even. And it just made me feel better. Mm-hmm. Like in so many ways. One had read books in forever. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I like accomplished something in this time. And what I'll find myself doing is I'll, I got a charger that doesn't plug in. I got one where you like sit your phone on it, like by my bedside table. So I try to like when the kids come home, I'll go sit it there. And now I'm not great at this. I'm way better than I used to be. I think we do the best we can in that. And there's moments where I'm just like, okay, kids, go get your freaking iPads. I don't care. And we're just, Daddy needs yeah, a moment. yeah, we're going to, we're going to have a little bit of a break, but I, I know families who've got kind of like hard, hard line rules on that kind of stuff. We're just not that family. I just try to be attentive when the kids need it. Being present with my kids is probably a byproduct of honestly me trying to be present everywhere. You've got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. It it sounds selfish on the surface to say this, but like you have to be in a healthy place mentally and physically. And like, you've got to take care of yourself so you can show up as a spouse. So you can show up as a mom or dad. Like if you're empty already and you have nothing else to give, you can't be present. And you can't show up and be awake because you've got all this other stuff. There's just some seasons where you're going to be freaking tired. But you've got to find those ways to take care of yourself 
and those things that give you life so that you can be alive with your kids. I think your kids are also going to give you more grace than you give yourself. I even had like this timer in my head. I was like, when was my first memory? Okay. They turn four or five. I really got to turn it on now. I got to be a good dad now. Like they're going to remember this, you know, but take care of yourself so that you can be the best version of yourself for other people in your life. And I think being aware, like you said, you know, we just try to be present. We just, we try. And I think that desire to try the desire to be present, the realization that we're not always doing it. Well, I think that's the first step Yeah, is once you, you get to that, what do they say? acceptance is the first step in recovery or some, or something like that. It takes knowing it. And when I talk to people who are like, I'm just so afraid that I'm a bad mom. I'm so worried that I'm going to screw up my kids. I'm like the fact that you even care enough to yeah. ask yourself that question is, is progress. Yeah. Yeah. We're all going to screw them up in weird little For ways. Sure. And that's okay. We're building character. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. We're, we're building artists. They're going to have nothing to write about in their memoirs. If we don't do our job, and screw them up nice and good. No, um, but Chris, I just thank you. I thank yeah. you for coming. I thank you for sharing your heart. I'm so excited for you as you enter into this new stage with your kids. Yes, me too. Thank you. And, you know, I'll be praying for you as they start to get closer to those teenage years. <laughs> We're getting there. Whew. I'm getting my seven-year-old daughter, I feel like, is already there in some mm. days. But she owns me, so that'll probably be a... <laughs> Uh, something we revisit pretty pretty much always, so it's okay. We'll have to have you back, and I'll be like, so what's it like with a teenage girl and all of that that's luscious right. hair you have is going to uh, be white or gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of them. That's exactly right. Wherever you're at in your parenting journey, whatever age your kids, I want you to hear that it's hard. You know, there's nothing wrong with you for thinking that this is hard. This is stressful, man. This is taxing. But I also want you to hear that it's worth it. And we are called to be the parents to our children, and we are called to be present for that. It's tricky, man. There's many days, most days, that I don't do that perfectly, or even well. But it's something that I am working toward. And God has grace, and so do our kids, when we do not do it perfectly. But what are you doing to reduce those distractions, to be present and enjoy the season you're in right now. (laughs) If you feel like you need some support, some camaraderie, because yeah, man, it's a challenge. Then join us on Facebook. Just search for No Seriously, How Do I Do This? On Facebook, like, follow along. And if you haven't already, would you mind rating this podcast? It helps other people to find it and find community and to be reminded, as always, that you are loved and you are not alone. 